Welcome to the Sales Beat podcast, where we explore sales intelligence in fast-moving consumer goods and how you can deliver against your sales goals. I am Veena Giridhar, and I'm the CEO and co-founder of Sales Beat, an AI-driven platform eliminating lost sales in fast-moving consumer goods sector due to understocking and overstocking. Last week, we looked at how changes to your packaging strategy can not only mitigate the cost increases you are currently facing, but also help increase market share and customer loyalty. This week, let's consider initiatives that help you drive sales of your brand while also helping consumers manage their expenses. An average large FMCG company spends about 10% of its revenues on advertising every year. Medium-sized and smaller companies may spend more or less based on whether they are launching a new brand or focusing on maintaining sales. But it cannot be disputed that advertising spend in this industry is higher than most others. We'll undoubtedly see a reduction in this spend in the next few months until the economy stabilizes. And this has implications on sales and market share of the various brands. But companies that survived and even thrived during the Great Depression actually invested in their brands during this time. In fact, this is when Procter & Gamble produced the first few soap operas in the entertainment industry. It may surprise you to know that they were commercials for Procter & Gamble soap brands, and that's where the term soap operas came from. Another initiative undertaken by Mills this time, especially wheat producers, was selling grains in patterned sacks. Yes, you heard me right. Sacks with patterns on them, floral, dotted, and so on. And these sacks were made of regular cloth so that shoppers and consumers could convert these sacks at home to clothes they could wear. You may have seen Facebook posts about this and wondered how true it was. And it was true. It is true. This was not just confined to the 1930s, but continued late into the 20th century. Superficially, the only common aspect of the two initiatives are that they were by manufacturers of FMCG products. However, on deeper inspection, you realize that these initiatives helped shoppers and consumers save money. Instead of spending hard-earned money on clothing and entertainment, people bought certain brands of wheat for their sacks and converted them into clothes and watched soap operas by Procter & Gamble for entertainment. These solutions were ingenious. Not only were consumers constantly reminded of the brand that sponsored their clothing or entertainment, but they were incentivized to stay loyal. Today, advertising and marketing teams within FMCG companies need to think beyond the usual stratagems to overcome the financial constraints being placed on them. While FMCG companies like Kellogg's, Kraft, and brands like Jif Peanut Butter were not as ingenious, their marketing leaders were canny enough to maintain and even increase their spend during the Great Depression. While this may sound counterintuitive, the results stand for themselves. The Kellogg company grew their profits, not sales, but profits, by 30% during the Great Depression by increasing their advertising spend. Jif, a peanut butter brand, increased its sales by 
and Kraft salad dressing increased its sales by 70%. All of this by just increasing advertising. And if I haven't convinced you yet, Campbell's reported a peak period during the Great Depression, attributing its results to increased advertising and the launch of its chicken noodle soup. Campbell's chicken noodle soup was introduced in 1934 during the height of the downturn. But how about supermarkets, you may be thinking? I first came across the Michigan-based supermarket, Moyes, when I first visited my aunt in Lansing about 15 years ago. Myers has its roots in the Great Depression. Hendrik Meyer opened Myers Northside Grocery in Greenville, Michigan in 1934 to provide further value to the patrons of Hendrik Meyer's barber shop. He saved them an extra trip to buy groceries, thereby helping them save on fuel. Now, there are 245 Myers super centers and grocery stores throughout Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Kentucky, and Wisconsin. Another retailer that was founded during the Great Depression was Wilco in the UK. The takeaway is that while purchasing habits may change during a downturn, the need does not actually disappear. What we've seen in all these examples is that brands that offer value in downturns win. But value does not simply mean lower prices. It means amending your value proposition to match shifting consumer needs, like the example of pattern sacks for grains. So what can your company do that offers added value to your consumers without jeopardizing profitability? While some of these examples are dated and no longer relevant in terms of consumer needs, there are lessons to be learned. An area that we've already observed a shift in is entertainment. As you may have heard, Netflix experienced a significant fall in their number of subscriptions. People are already making their choices, given the significant increase in the cost of living. Perhaps producing soap operas does not make sense for today's consumers. But an experience on Metaverse, sponsorship of podcasts, sponsoring free shows on Prime, Netflix, or even on YouTube may be more impactful than an ad with high production values or even a billboard for that matter. Another opportunity to consider is partnering with startups in adjacent or non-competing categories to provide coupons for free samples to be sent. This way, you benefit from the data, the startup benefits from the free trials, and you benefit from the sales uplift you'll invariably see as consumers need to buy one less product in their weekly grocery shop. Stay tuned for our podcast next week as we explore other ways to maintain and even gain share over the next few months. In the meantime, if you have any thoughts on initiatives that FMCG companies can adopt to maintain and even increase sales, leave a comment here if you're watching on YouTube and we'll address them in a future episode. If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, email me on veena at salesbeat.co with any questions. Thank you for listening.